Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hey! We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Hey, hi, And running the boards is Joey Dees. Hello. On today's show, we will get comic book recommendations from Scott at Comics Dungeon. BJ will give us his own comic book reviews. Uh-huh. We will hear about the evils of the internet... From America Online. Oh, boy. Maybe more. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Your website, bjgeeknation.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. got blogs, podcasts, you know, and more. And more. More. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that you can do also is go to <laughs> go iTunes, to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review. Yes. Give us a five star. Tell us why you love us. And you can get there by searching for BJ Shays Geek Nation. Same with Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Exactly. Give us those reviews, and maybe we'll read them on uh, the air. Oh, you will? Yeah, man. Maybe we'll see what goes on along those lines. Also, because if you say, hey, BJ, stop doing something like that, but also give us the five-star review, that'll be kind of fun. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why All not? right, fine. Uh, let's get right into the comic book reviews, because, well, it's Wednesday. It's comic book day, and we've got Scott from Comics Dungeon. Scott from Comics Dungeon joins us, and uh, you can find him at comicsdungeon.com. Or go to the physical store in Seattle. Check it out on all the social media as well. Now, this is a big event happening in Marvel. The last time Jonathan Hickman did something, it was rebooting the universe with Secret Wars. And now it seems like there's being a sort of, is this a soft reboot with the X-Men? Or what's going on with this? You know, it, I would, I would, I would call it a yeah, a soft reboot. It's a great opportunity for people who haven't read the X Men in a long time to jump on. I've not been a big X Men reader, um, basically forever. I probably have read a couple dozen uh, issues, and um, and it, Hickman's really good about bringing you up to speed and giving you the context for his stories. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, it's 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 a reboot, but a lot of it does. Uh, a lot of the more recent events do play in, and he's he's doing this in two different titles. He's he's got the House of X, and uh, uh, the sister title called Powers of Ten or Powers of X, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Oh yeah, all right, that and, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and, and and it's. It's, it's fascinating because the powers of 10 is really kind of a, a history and future story of the mutants. Uh, the powers of 10, the power zero of 10 is one. So that's the first year of the X-Men oh. uh, p- power of X to the one is the current X-Men and then X to the two, 10 to the second and 
10 to the third are are future storylines that he's building the context in. Wow, this is, it seems uh, quite complicated. <laughs> Holy cow. It, 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 <laughs> okay, absolute, so it is, absolutely. all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hickman never gives you a real easy read. No. And, uh, um, and it, it, it is complicated, but he does present it in a way that, you know, if you're m- mostly sober uh, and uh, mostly paying attention, <laughs> you'll be able to grasp it. Uh, I love that. I just love that right there in terms of like, so, you know, you need to be paying attention and also, you know, not be inebriated and you'll love this. And to be perfectly honest, I think that works really well. Uh, the last time, like I said, I mentioned uh, uh, that I got really into a Hickman story was the Secret Wars when he did the, the like, he basically, he blew up the entire, all of the multiverses and then reformed them and then had, base, had uh, you know, the kids from the Fantastic Four and uh, uh, just running out and reshaping the whole multiverses, which is what they're basically just coming back and doing now. And it was it was an involved story, but at the same point, the payoff was so 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 good. Yeah, no, this this, this one's good, and he's he's really exploring the X Men's relationship to the rest of the world. Uh, they've created a new sovereign nation, uh, which in the past hasn't served mutants very well. But uh, we're all trying to do it again. Um, the mutants are offering the world uh, some medicines that will uh, extend people's lives and cure certain diseases. If your country acknowledges the sovereign uh, country that the X-Men are uh, uh, building, uh, Krakoa. Oh, yeah. And if it, Krakoa goes way back in the X-Men uh, history, and but they're now using it as a transportation device. The, you've, got, you've got these plants like at the X-Mansion, and you kind of walk through a portal that these plants create, and then you get teleported to the... Uh, Krakoa uh, Sovereign Nation. They've got some of it on uh, Mars, some of it on the moon. And Damn. it's just like, oh, wait a second. This is kind of uh, cool. And uh, you've got Magneto living on Krakoa. You've got the X-Men. So it's 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 a utopian mutant world right now. Wow. And I mean, this is already, it has a couple issues out for each, so you can kind of dive right in and get into it. And do you feel that this is required reading and maybe this is something that if you haven't been a fan of the X-Men, it'll get you back into it? Um, Absolutely. I, you know, like I said, I haven't read much X-Men and I'm like, okay, I can't wait for the next issue. And uh, it's, uh, it's very, very interesting, complex, yet superhero-y at the same time, and uh, I I expect the payoff to be pretty big. Awesome. I love it. I'm really excited. I'm going to have to pick this up. Usually I get them on Comixology, uh, but one of the things that you should really do is if you go out there, go to your local comic book store and support them with this, and then let them know how much you like it. And then if you do like it, maybe they can suggest to you some other X titles or any other titles from like the vast you know universe of all the comics out there. You know, maybe a place like Comics Dungeon. Hmm? <laughs> Thank you so much, Scott. I love it. Again, ComicsDungeon.com for all of your needs. Thanks, Again, thank you so much, Scott. C4C3.org is their charitable thing, but also check out comicsdungeon.com for more information. BJ? Yes, sir. 
How many comics are you reading? Uh, well, not not that many. Maybe right. between five and ten. Okay, okay, I, okay. I did, I did add a new one, though. Really? Yeah, I did. Wow. They got me, those rascals. Normally, they don't get me. But this time they got you? Whenever they go, oh, hey, let's do a little <laughs> semi-crossover, but Uh-oh. I had to, and boy, it was well worth it. As a matter of fact, I think they would get you with this semi-crossover that I just saw. Really? Yeah, I was reading the issue number 12 of Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. and a uh, really cool issue where uh, the Thing and the Hulk square off, which that has always been the classic battle back in the old school days of Fantastic yeah. Four and, and, and Marvel was the Thing and the Hulk, the Thing was always considered one of the strongest guys and then when the Hulk came along it was obvious that oh yeah the Hulk was the strongest oh yeah but he and Ben would go back and forth uh, the Hulk was relatively mindless in those days whereas Ben Grimm is a, a, he, he has every bit of his personality and brain that he had when he transformed mm-hmm. uh, this was an excellent episode as it was uh, the honeymoon for Ben and Alicia oh yeah but you know Ben's father-in-law is the puppet master so oh, uh, whoops so the Hulk you wonder why the Hulk is kicking his ass and he keeps saying weird things while he's kicking Ben's ass. Because maybe he's a puppet. Maybe he's being puppetized. Uh, so that was a cool issue and uh, love it, man. Love it with Dan Slott's doing with the Fantastic Four. Really enjoy it and I'm so hoping that Dan stays with him for as long as he stayed with Spider-Man which was for many, many years. I know. That's like one of those things that you don't realize how much you love a writer until they take on something that you adore be it Spider-Man or Fantastic Four and you're so stoked when you see them uh, doing the one that you love. Yeah, and it was a great way to bring them back. They also had uh, another story in the Fantastic Four issue 12. It said, and right on the front cover, it says, plus... Future Foundation. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, towards the tail end of Jonathan Hickman's run, as well as the Fantastic Four's run before their sabbatical, uh, they were part of, they went from Fantastic Four to the Future Foundation, mm-hmm. and it was a ragtag group of so many different kids, basically. They couldn't call it the Fantastic yeah. Four anymore. <laughs> that uh, also had Valeria and Franklin in there, also uh, the clone of the wizard, but the clone is 13 years old, Bentley. Uh, you had Alex Power from Power Pack. You had Moloids huh. and you had Dragon Man and uh, so you had and and, and uh, a, a beautiful scientist, uh, a wonderful scientist from Wakanda who isn't Shuri but uh, Anomi I think is who she is. Ah, okay. And okay. so this whole team of brilliant people were in the basically multiverse running around creating worlds, doing whatever they did and then eventually they stayed where they were as the Fantastic Four came back to our reality because uh, the Molecule Man after Secret Wars 2. Yeah, yeah the big Secret Wars so Molecule Man was dispersed, and they're trying to find all of his pieces across the multiverse. That's what the Future Foundation's doing. He's over and here, and he's over here, a little bit yeah. over there. And uh, the first issue was cool because uh, they're trapped, and they need to be rescued by the one and only Julie Power, who is a mess. And Vicky, if you remember this, Julie Power, you should remember her name. She was the girlfriend of Carolina from Runaways. That's who Julie oh, Power is from yeah. Power Pack. In like in the newer one, yeah. Yeah, and so Julie has uh, been dumped, or she actually she dumped Carolina, and so we catch her basically being what it would look like for a twenty something to be really depressed about not having a girlfriend, flunking out of college, and having a life, and she's on her couch smelling like a goat and just pizza stuff all <laughs> over her, 
And that's when her brother Alex goes, we need to go back and get my sister to help us get out of this. And so her sister's pissed. So she's pissed like, couldn't you wait for me at least wash my hair or something? Uh, it looks like she's going to be part of the Future Foundation. And uh, they're on their adventures, which uh, in the midst of their adventures, they kept saying, hey, we're trying to break into this prison to get out this person. And... Reed Richards is in this prison. We got to get him out. And we're like, wait a minute, what's Reed Richards doing in the prison? Yeah. And so I'm like, did I miss something? Am I old? Because I thought Reed was fine. And then it turns out, no, I'm not old. Yeah. No, I'm not missing anything. Yeah. And yes, this is Rev's favorite character. Come on. Yeah. They brought him back. The maker. Really? Is in this issue. Wow. Unbeknownst to them that, no, that's not the Reed Richards you were looking for. No. All S is going to break loose. and this is one of those fantastic things because in the Ultimates universe, Reed Richards is is yeah basically he's the biggest yeah. D in the multiverse. He's planetary Warren Ellis's planetary evil. That's he was who he the is. one that crashed the Ultimates universe into the six one six universe that yeah. caused the secret war to happen. That's right. The Maker is back. Baby. I got goosebumps. Yeah. So, <laughs> so dude, that was in the first issue of this brand new Whoa. book, Future Foundation, and the Maker was revealed, and I was like, oh, if if, if Rev's gonna buy a book, it might be this one. I know between. Uh, uh, what Scott talked about with the House of X and uh, uh, the whole thing going on with that, with again, which you, which is uh, Hickman, his retake on uh, the, yeah. the X Men titles, like what he did with Secret Wars was fantastic. Yeah, Hickman's brilliant. And so with this, with the House of X, and then looking back into this and seeing how the Maker's going to go, this has got to be one of those things where this is leading into a bigger picture. And one of my favorite things in all of comics, and it started even with Batman because Batman had his Rogues Gallery, and most people. Yeah. Would say that the villains were the more important uh, characters than the, than the good guys. Yeah, and with when I was talking about with like the MCU with Thanos with the Maker in this, you get these bad guys that have reasons for doing what they're doing. And sometimes, yes, with comic books, it'll be a little mustache twirly, and you'll be kind of like rolling your eyes at it. But you need those bad guys so there are real stakes yeah. going on with this. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in on that and one. And if you love uh, John Hickman, don't forget East of West on Image Comics, another brilliant just creation of uh, of the Four Horsemen and, and this insanity uh, that he's got in that particular world. Uh, and it's, 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 again, Jonathan Hickman just doing what he does, writing some great stuff with some good art uh, from Nick Dragata. And that's, uh, that's another great book you can get as well. And that was East novel. of West? East of West. It's All on right. Image Comics. So if you love Jonathan Hickman, you're going to love that too. There's so much going on, man. So much going on, but I knew you'd be happy that the maker is back. Yeah, that is really cool. Do you have any other uh, comic books that you've been reading? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, yeah, of course, <laughs> you know, I've been uh, the Rat Queens. Uh, they have their new team, and so it's cool to see the Rat Queens doing what they're doing. That's right, because the uh, original writer of the Rat Queens has kind of bequeathed it to others mm. yeah, Ryan to continue Ferrier the stories. And, uh, and Marco Lasco. Uh, and <laughs> I love this. Just in the latest issue, they realize that Betty is a drunk and she needs an intervention. <laughs> She needs a sponsor, and they summon an inner pixie inside of her to come out and be her sponsor. So, it's like so, a Jiminy Cricket or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, you know, one of the other rat queens basically <laughs> cast a spell or did some, you know, mojo on her. With now sure. she's got this little little pixie that just drags her away from the bars. <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, Gary the a hole, who who was such an idiot way back in the early days of rat queens, he now has the power to basically run their entire town, and they're trying to figure out a way to defeat. 
defeat Gary because Gary is just, uh, you know, he's got them trapped. He's got them kidnapped. Of course. Uh, yeah. And uh, Rat Queen's at their best, including they went to get help from uh, one of their former Rat Queens, but she's pregnant with a baby. And she's so like, she can't nope. help him out right now. Not doing it. Yeah. I'm so. on maternity leave. Don't bother me. I like it. I like that the new, I like what the new creative team has done with Rat Queens. They're an issue, I think, 17 is what wow. it is. Yeah. That's on, pretty cool. On Image Comics. And then uh, Star Wars is uh, got uh, basically uh, Han and Leia in the honeymoon suite uh, <laughs> on a planet as they're trying to do what they're trying to do. And this is right before episode five. I mean, it's just right before All we right. see them on Hoth. This is this story called Rebels and Rogues. And and um, it's a fascinating story as they're all basically trying to do what they got to do to outsmart the Empire mm-hmm. and, uh, well, you know. Outsmart, know, outwit, outlast. And elude all these probe droids, which we know these probe droids <laughs> are in the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's it's fun to see. Survivor. Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? You don't. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Luke, is, Luke is encountering somebody that knows a lot about the Force, even though she's kind of a ne'er-do-well and really not a Jedi. But she knows some, she knows some S about the Force. So. Uh-huh. Did a research. I like this because we're seeing that Luke is getting an education, you know, outside of what he got with uh, you know um, Yoda in in Episode Five, and you wonder like how did he go from Episode Five to Six being this Master Jedi? I love how they're filling in some blanks, saying that he's had training and interactions along the way yeah. that have helped him be a better Jedi. Uh, and makes also, sense. yeah, it's I like this, and uh, you know what? Uh, it's got a whole new team. Obviously, you know, issue sixty eight ish, I believe it was, or maybe sixty nine was the first issue of this new team. Um, I can't wait for them to get past this. I'd like to see what happens between episode five and six. We're still right between four and five, but we're close <laughs> to the end, baby. I love that. Um, one thing that you may not have known about the internet is that, well, it's a pretty terrible place. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, for all the good things that the internet has given us, uh, information, there's a lot of kind of dark parts about it. Uh, the comment section. Yeah. And <laughs> here's an interesting thing, and BJ actually told me who was voicing this, and we'll oh, wait until yeah. after the end of this little promo, yeah, see if because you get it. someone uncovered an old AOL commercial talking about the internet. Some people think the internet is a bad thing. Somewhere your identity can be stolen, your home invaded, and your savings robbed without anyone setting foot inside your door. It is one of the most dangerous weapons ever created. A way for the unhinged to spread evil free of supervision or censorship. A place for mankind to exercise its darkest desires. An open market where you can purchase anything you want. Some people think the internet is a bad thing. What do you think? Because we agree. <laughs> yeah. That was very Woo. ominous. Uh, Doctor oh, yeah. Who fans, do you recognize that voice? Uh, Alien fans, do you recognize that voice? Mr. Brooks fans. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. then. Yeah, there's there's a deep cut. Don't watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, this was, like, you knew it almost right away. His voice is one. I mean, you, he's the perfect voice for something like that. He's just got an amazing, oh, he had an amazing voice, actually, and that was a great, great actor, John Hurt, who we, we lost a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, he's just, he's a brilliant British actor. He was, and um, I, yeah, I recognize his voice right off the bat. And he was, he was in Doctor Who as? He was the war doctor. 
director. Ah, uh, 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 yeah. It, it was a great, uh, a great. It was basically a, a movie, if you will, uh, and and it, it was basically showed uh, the time war between the Daleks and the uh, Gallifreyans and the Time Lords. And you know, it was always alluded to the fact when they restarted the series that uh, you know Christopher Eccleston was just off of something really horrendous. Basically, he was the only Time Lord left. There was nobody left, including no Daleks and no Time Lords, and you knew he had to do something really horrific to make that happen. Yeah. And William Hurt, basically, William Hurt, John Hurt, basically, in the, uh, the Doctor Who movie, he basically was the war doctor who they never speak about. There's always the one incarnation they never spoke about. It went from Christopher, it went from uh, the side of the eighth doctor to the ninth doctor, and they never said that there was a doctor in between. Oh. And it turns out because he really was not the doctor, because the doctor was always about peace. But at one point, there needed to be a regeneration leaves that had to be a war doctor. Get it done! Wow! Uh, and so that was the story of that, and um, and it was a great story. And William Hurt was fantastic, and it was a fun movie because it had Matt Smith and David Tennant in it at the same time. Sometimes that happens with Doctor Who, where they get you the both doctors or a bunch of doctors are together at one time because yeah. of some timey wimey stuff, and so they get to interact <laughs> with their former selves. And uh, no doubt about it, it was. Great great and William Hurt was fantastic and his voice is so rec- I mean John Hurt so recognizable William Hurt's a great actor too but not the guy, <laughs> not the guy I'm talking about and one of the most interesting things about this is uh, this was what in the early 2000s and it was when AOL was waning and the internet was this huge big place and maybe some people don't realize that America Online in the 90s and in the 2000s, it really didn't want you to get on the World Wide Web. They wanted you to do everything in their world. Exactly. So it was the chat rooms and it would be the different things, that the message boards that they would have in their in, in their program. So they didn't want you to go on the web because they had all their stuff for you right there. If you want a great Netflix series to watch about the beginning of the internet and all that, go watch Halt and Catch Fire. It's incredible. It's really? about the birth of like the early computers and the race to get everything out there and the building of websites and how it was like first to market and how you would promote things and who's going to be the first search engine and who's going to build the first computer yeah. and how much storage and where's your laptops and all that stuff. And wow. it's crazy to watch because- Halt I mean, and catch fire. All yeah, right. It's a little uh, over, over dramatic, but uh, <laughs> the, the story though and the acting's incredible. I really liked it. And I mean, it's one of those like- Oh, now I kind of understand why it blew up so fast, how technology got so incredibly efficient, if you will. Because essentially, every time you put out a new product that was even a little bit faster, it sold immediately because it was so impactful. So people were making so much money and... Drugs yeah. and all these things that happen. Well, in the show. Oh, you'll have that with money. <laughs> yeah, right. The CD underbelly to the internet. Guess what? The internet is mostly bad. And all big conventions <laughs> where like everyone's trying to like show their product off and having bugs and errors happen, and then just getting no funding, and then getting crushed and bought out and repurposed. And this was, I think, kind of around the time of the the dot com bubble bursting as well. And that was one of those things where people were like, oh yeah, we'll sell pets online at pets dot com, and you realize, well, there's actually like issues with doing some of these things. Hmm. And the early days of the globalization of the internet and the information age, it makes it so. Yeah, it's like you realize where it's been a long road in just the last you know twenty years to get to this point. Oh yeah, and, and just the leaps in technology oh, have been yeah, outstanding. Crazy. Yeah. What really sells the show is the the intertwining of the technology and the art of it, and mm-hmm. how they wanted to build the personal computer to 
kind of speak to you and grow you as an individual and the corporations wow. being like, we just want to sell this now because if we don't, it won't sell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the, the simple fact is it's like, well, maybe we'll get, uh, we'll push something out. Maybe it'll be a little buggy, but we can kind of work on it as we go. And that's what we see now with like video games where you don't get a finished product. No. You'll, da- you'll have to download a patch that yeah. sometimes is bigger than the game itself on the disc. Like that it's that's just yeah. mind boggling. It, I don't remember those days where I had to basically buy a product that was defective brand new. Day one patch. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it, that that never was the case when I was playing PC games way back in the day. Now it's commonplace. Every game is in beta. Like every yeah. single online game is in basically infinite beta where we're like we're working on it and we're going to make it better. No game goes gold anymore unless it's maybe like a console single player game. Few and far between have these. Yeah. And America uh, yeah. Online was basically they wanted to be your email provider and your web browser. Yeah. That was the key. And yeah. so they they wanted you to be in their inclusive world and then all of a sudden Netscape and the things came out and I remember CompuServe way back in the day. I remember CompuServe, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it, it really was it was amazing and and AOL was easy. I mean, it was an easy mm-hmm. way for you to have an, an interface to get to the internet, if you will, the World Wide Web. But then eventually, yeah, there was well, yeah. This, as this ad proves, uh, everything yeah. they said right there came true. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah great. I, what I really really like was this idea that unhinged people could really spread stuff, and that we're seeing today. And a yes. lot, unfortunately, you know, when he said they could spread evil, you know, really what it is is unhinged people are spreading their basically their unhinged beliefs yeah. which are misinformation based, a well they're based and also mental illness I mean yeah. mentally yeah, ill wrong, people yeah. are just basically throwing stuff out there and that is something that is really true which is why I always promote mental health awareness suicide awareness we do that a lot yeah. I feel like a lot of the ills of today's society could be cleared if we just would address these issues and at a very young age so that kids can learn how to deal with emotional pain mm-hmm. and you know kids can do anything you can train a kid to do anything we can see that there are adults that have grown up with really stupid opinions that they got when they were children and they just got them because they got them from the, the gods of their life their parents yeah and you look at them and go this kid's a good kid he was just told way back in the day you know uh the sky is green and he's like all right mom and dad i believe I you believe you and yeah. now it takes him so long to go i don't know i keep looking at that and it looks green to me that's what yeah. green, th- that color looks green well, we can do this, and um, we can do this pretty well with mental health awareness and being cool. Absolutely. So, yeah. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. And, uh, I mean, seriously, just pay attention to what your kids are looking at online. It, yeah. it, it's hard to do, uh, but it's something that you need to do. Yeah, don't let them g- download that BJ Shays Geek Nation podcast. <laughs> that's, or that's, at least make sure they leave a five-star review. Oh, yeah, they should do that. I wonder, are our chat rooms still a thing? I don't know. Uh, not really, no. was, You know what? If yeah. we, I remember if, back in the day. Those are fun. Uh, if they they're were, called, I don't know if any of us would admit it, right? If you guys are not, they're just called group messages now. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's essentially yeah. what a chat room was, yep. right? Yep. My oh, fa- yeah, you're right. My favorite meme about this, it's like, we don't say BRB anymore because we never leave the internet. That's true. It's true. <laughs> well, yeah, now. Yeah, BRT, be right there. Oh, I am there. <laughs> well, now it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, dare I ask what's going on in your mind? All right. Well, first, I do want to start off with one, two, two um, memes. Okay, only two. Mimi. All right. Well, <laughs> this is actually a tweet from Uno, the game Uno at Real Uno Game. I don't know this game. What is it? What is yeah, it about? It's, uh, <laughs> it's one of those about numbers. Yeah. Yahtzee. Yeah. Yes. No, wrong no. number game. Oh, ah. so that's this, a rolling right game. They tweeted this out, and it's blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. They say with the shouty face, you do not need to pull a card until you have a color that matches the discard pile. 
What? You, so normally, like, let's say you have a hand and you don't have the color of the number. You draw a card and normally you just keep drawing until you have something that you can put down. Right. You're not supposed to do that. You're only supposed to draw one card. Yeah, that's that's how I've always played it. You just no. draw one card. No, oh. I've always drawn multiple until so you I. get. So yeah, I had to play. Who made that? So that's not a rule. That's no. apparently a thing. Now, here's the thing. What? I've most recently played Uno aside from Vicky when we were just killing time waiting for everyone else well, to show we up. We played Uno Attack, which, which you is only totally have, different. You only hit the button once, yeah. which you may get one card. You may get zero. You might get five. Uno used to have an app on the iPhone on iOS mm-hmm. where it would be you could uh, basically it was like Uno with friends uh-huh. and you could play that and it would always and that was how I remember because you would only draw one card uh, if you didn't if you didn't have anything to play and it wasn't and you could play it immediately if it matched the colors or the numbers so you could kind of get like a free pass if that, that was just the whole game it, it does I because like suddenly you don't it, get like bombarded with like 800 cards because you get screwed funny I always thought that I was I can't funny. believe somebody house ruled that and we just thought that's what it was. The same thing with Monopoly. Free parking is not supposed to mean anything other than just a free space. People added that, you, you know, you'd put money in the middle. That I knew, yeah. Yeah, and that was, be, it's like, that's not how the game's played. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, nobody plays Monopoly correctly anyway. It's no. not supposed to be a six-hour slog. Yeah, because I think what you're supposed to do technically when you land on a spot, if you don't want to buy it, then it automatically gets offered up to everybody else. It does? Yeah, you yes. can, it goes up to auction. It's the game is supposed After, to go uh, a lot faster we never than played anyone that way. plays that it. That makes a lot more sense now because I was like, how could you ever get all three properties? Right, because mm-hmm. you're never going to land on all three. God, mm-hmm. I was taught that game wrong. I think mm-hmm. the reason why is because that, that game gets real cutthroat and you lose really fast. So I, I, it, it, and it does too. It's supposed to like mimic like like the actual markets uh, out there, yeah. but everybody wants to be like, well, we're going to play and it'll be a nice, fun, long time, and then it just goes down to attrition where after three hours, everyone just gives up. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm no wonder I don't like Monopoly. <laughs> Dude, this totally reminds me of this video that's been kind of going around Facebook. It's this poor kid who's crying. He was playing Monopoly. Oh, and he's uh, his I face, like, his, I felt so bad for him. <laughs> and he's upset over Monopoly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, What's been, where's all your money gone, Daddy? Taxes. Six, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> Let me fix my houses. Bug, it's okay. It's part of the game. No, it's not. It it's not is. fun. It's not fun to what? <laughs> it's the worst part of the game. Oh, it's what? <laughs> Dude, this kid's breaking down. Yeah, it's not like, Welcome kid, to the real world. I was going to say, wait till you get older and you get that first paycheck. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be Taxes. happy. Taxes. And I'm just like, oh. Hard lesson, but he's learned the right lesson. <laughs> right. right. Taxes. All right. Uh, I do have another Mimi. Yeah, Mimi. what's your Mimi's? I lied. Where'd it go? I lost it, guys. Oh. oh. It was a game suggestion. Dang it. All right. Somebody wrote, uh, here is a board game suggestion. Oh. F you, play the games you haven't played in a long time, you a-hole. <laughs> That would be Vicky to all of us at the BGA, the Board Game Alliance. Yeah, you guys are always playing the new hotness. He's like, what about that other game? Oh, we played it once. We're good. Though I will say this, Josh finally pulled out Pixie Queen, which is a great game, and it looks amazing. And I remember we played it one time, and Josh was like, why are we not playing this? It's a beautiful right. game. And I look at Josh, why? Look in the mirror and find out why we don't play right. any Stop other game more than starting once. starting so many Stop games. Stop buying new games, you stupid butthole. You guys not like, have different shelves for like games you liked, games you really liked, and games you know you're not going to get back to. I'm, I'm, I have now bags <laughs> of right, games Joe, that I'm should. not playing that I'm going to be donating or getting rid of. 
Uh, but I love what somebody commented. They were, they're like, you're 100% right. Also, F you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should play these games more often. Uh, you're right. Do I have time for some one quick thing? One quick thing. One quick thing. So apparently, in one way or another, we are getting a Mr. Fantastic. What? Well, I mean, I already saw him on The Boys, and he was very perverted. No, that wasn't the same. <laughs> oh, that was Ezekiel. Oh, yeah. A slight difference. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. Oh, and, he's, and he's getting played by Spock. Uh, which one, uh, Zachary or Ethan? Ethan. Oh, Ethan Peck is Mr. Fantastic? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what actually is going on, so Mar- Marvel's actually following up their Wolverine the Long Night podcast. Uh, they're doing a... Basically, a podcast retelling of the Marvel's limited series from Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross, which was really popular. In Alex the Ross is a great artist. His art is amazing. Yeah. So we have they have now announced their voice cast for Marvels. Uh, so it's going to be Clifford Method Man Smith. That's right, Method Man from Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Who's he going to be? He's going to be playing Ben Urich. So if you remember in oh, Daredevil, he's yes. a journalist. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, cool. He was a cool dude. Actually. Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, I was sad to see him go the way he went. Yeah, yeah. but I thought, I love that it said. I'm like, wait, Method Man's playing him. That's uh, amazing. Uh, Anna Sophia Robb, who was in Hulu's The Act, she was also, I believe, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. She was Violet. Oh, okay. And same with Bridget Terabithia. Bridge with Terabithia. Um, she's playing Marcia Hardesty, which I looked her up, and it looked like she was a secretary to somebody at the journal. I'm sure they're going to change that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan Peck is going to be Mr. Fantastic. Love it. Love and it. then uh, Seth Barish from the Showtime's Billions as Phil Sheldon. So Marvel takes uh, Marvels takes place in the aftermath of Fantastic Four's battle with Galactus, high above New York City for the fate of the world. So one intrepid photographer, an ambitious college student, a cynical journalist, and a cynical journalist embark on an investigation to confirm or debunk one of the most superpowered conspiracy theories of all time. Oh, so I wow. This it's kind of like street-level sort of thing mm-hmm. looking at it. Yeah, I wonder if this is the first battle with Galactus, if we're going back like in the Marvel Universe back in the days of the, the, when it, he first showed up. And that was one of those things that was like a re... Uh, it was The Marvels was a re-kind of telling of these stories oh. from like the street level, like people trying to break oh. out. Oh, I haven't seen that. any of these Marvels. Oh. And, yeah, it was comic book form in the 90s. And it oh, that's was cool. The, and it was the Alex Ross, just beautiful paintings that are mixed with it. Mm. They, were, they were classics, and it's kind of fun to see that they're going to be bringing this into an audio form. I missed all this. And it's cool. Podcasting has made the audio form something that you could really want to consume. I know in England, uh, oh gosh, is it, I forget the name of the company, Big Something, that does all these Doctor Who audio. And they bring back the old stars that, yeah, maybe they can't do it on television anymore, but yeah. all of the old performers are doing these great, Big Finish. Big Finish does all these great things. They just released one with David Tennant. and Really? Yeah. And so if you're a, I, I, I was so excited to see that now we're doing this in America where you know what why not have some audio entertainment based this, on our favorite this stuff this reminds me when we uh, when the blue dart which was one of our buddies yeah. uh, thrill from the radio station and uh, Travis, Travis Bundy, Bundy. Yeah. Um, and I actually was one of the characters in it so I was like hey <laughs> yeah they did an audio drama yeah and it was a comic book it was a superhero named the blue dart but it also reminded of your time Vicky I know well I mean remember like they would do the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio plays in oh, Britain oh yeah like, like the theater of the mind 
for radio was a was a real thing, and now with podcasting, you can bring that back in a form. It's yeah. fun. Audio entertainment's always been well appreciated in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Marvels podcast will begin airing in the fall, and it will be ten episodes long, and will stream exclusively on Stitcher until it gets a wider release in twenty twenty. Nice, that is Rocking. really cool. So. Well, see, BJ, you're getting your Fantastic Four, sort I, of. I would mind seeing him play Mr. Fantastic just in general. Right, Ethan and Peck. I think we never a great thought job. of that. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. this could lead to a he looks test or something. He could be a Reed Richards. I <laughs> yeah, well, love it. Until next time, guys. Stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.